You're now listening to Locked On 76ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today, we're going to be discussing whether the Sixers actually do trade for James Harden before the deadline. Let's get into it. You are Locked On 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcoming to Locked On 76ers, hosted by Kai Carlin of Sixers Wire. I am with the OG, Keith Pompey. Keith, what's going on, man? What's popping, young buck? Thank you so much, everybody, for making us your first listen every day. We got a lot to get into on today's episode. We're going to get into more James Harden talk. Keith and I are going to give our predictions on whether a James Harden deal actually happens uh, before Thursday's trade that de- trade deadline, we're also going to get into Joel Embiid's t- uh, comments on the Ben Simmons situation on uh, Monday, and we're also going to get into a huge matchup with the Phoenix Suns tonight from the Wells Fargo Center. So, Keith, first thing, first things first, we got to get into the James Harden stuff. You know, more stuff came out Monday. You had a big report that uh, the Sixers and the Nets are really going through back channels and just, you know, you, you really can't believe anything that's really being put out there nowadays. So, first of all. Just give everybody kind of like, you know, a synopsis of, of what's going on. And then we will get into like a, a prediction on whether we believe Harden will actually be a 76er by Thursday. Okay. So from the people I, I spoke to the last couple of days, um, especially two days ago, Sunday, um, the gist is that, you know, yes, it is true that Daryl Morey and um, Sean Marks only had one real conversation. And what that was, it was kind of like a preliminary thing to see if you're interested. I heard it was very non-productive, extremely non-productive. However, they are going through back channels. They are going through uh, third parties and they are going through media leaks. Like stuff is getting leaked. Like for instance, oh, uh, only how Brooklyn would do this deal. Uh, well, no, what would be enticing for Brooklyn to do this deal is Tyrese Maxey and then the Sixers come back and say oh we're not trading Tyrese Maxey now Brooklyn never officially asked for Tyrese Maxey right Right. you know so this and that but that's what it is so and a lot of people are saying that and I was told that you can't believe anything that people are saying right now publicly none of it like with everyone saying how much they love James and they want him back people are confused people are frustrated because they're saying, why is this stuff keep coming out? And, you know, in the NBA circles, people talk. So right. it's one of those things where, you know, from what I was told, there are certain key players on a team who went and said, look, if y'all have to move them, y'all can move them. Like, they're not like, but again, publicly, everybody's like, yay, 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 yay. Right. But behind right. closed doors, they're all like, you know, keeping secrets. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, like it really, it really even felt that way, right? You know, Steve Nash coming out and saying, uh, you know, he was asked the other day, Steve, are you guys trading James Harden? He said, No, I've talked to James, and this is uh, the exact quote. Obviously, I'm just paraphrasing here, but he said, You know, I've talked to James. We want him here. We're not going to trade James. You know, it is what it is. So it didn't really see. It really just kind of felt like. 
oh, okay, y'all really wish y'all would just kind of stop asking me this question. I'm just going to say this. That way you got you all going to shut shut up, right? But it didn't, it didn't really seem like a real genuine answer from Steve. And I, I'm just, at, at this point, I'm just kind of fascinated with, with how everything has kind of been unfolding about this whole thing, because um, you're right. It really just does, it, it doesn't really seem genuine. It doesn't seem real. And, you know, just we're, we're going to find out, you know, in a couple of days now, Keith, you know, the de- the deadline's coming up. And I got to tell you, my gut says that we're not going to see a deal by Thursday. That's just me. I mean, you know what? And I keep going back and forth. I keep saying it. And earlier today, I was saying the same thing, but I keep going back and forth. Here's the deal. Let's talk about leverage. And I right. hope I'm, we're not repeating this. We talk about this a lot. But from a leverage standpoint, the, uh, Brooklyn has the leverage right now. Because, like, basically what they're asking for is, like, look, if you want Harden, you got to give us Maxi. You got to give us Seth's son-in-law, maybe Matisse, right? That's what they're saying. Right. Well, it comes to a point, if it's after the season, and if Harden says, like, Brooklyn could probably play hardball, and, and but if Harden says, look, I'm out, and I'm leaving here, and he calls their bluff and be like, look, I'm leaving here. Um, I don't care. I'll take a minimum somewhere just to play for a year and then get a max deal. And then they're like, wow, they're sitting there without anything. But right now, they know that the Sixers really want them. So you want to get the deal done now, hoping and praying that the Sixers are going to basically overpay you. Now, don't get me wrong. If, you, if you're showing marks, though, it's in the, some part you say, like, listen, we went out here and we got this big three. Right. I know I know everyone is kind of like, what's going on? Like, you know, uh, I don't believe this and this is a messed up situation. But all we need is KD to come back. And if KD comes back and then next thing you know, if, um, if Kyrie is able to play at home games and then they're all balling, please. Then if we win a championship, then we don't have to worry about James saying, oh, I want to go to Philly. I'm just happy now because roles have changed. So, you know what I mean? Like, to me, it, it benefits Brooklyn to do it now. Like, if, if they want to get extra, if they want to over the Sixers to overpay. But if it comes to it, and if it's, and if it's contain, season continues to be a disaster, man, the Sixers are going to be like, look, you're going you're gonna to drive them to the practice facility in Camden. Right. Or what? You know, you know what I mean? So right, right. So, yeah. so the the way I see it though is like if if the Nets if the Nets continue to be a disaster, which they have been the last, last couple of weeks, they're on an eight game losing streak and everything else in between. Um, if the Nets continue to be a disaster and they and they don't get it together, you know, when KD comes back and and if Kyrie can play in home games by the end of the season and everything else in between, then I I, I can see Harden walking and then coming to Philly, as, as you said, I'm with that. But even if the Nets win a title, Keith, Harden could then be like, yeah, shrug his shoulders back. Hey, you know what? I want my title here. You know, whatever we did our thing. Now I'm going to Philly. Like, so like, like that, like, oh, I'm satisfied. I got my title, but now I really want to go play in Philly. Like, like that, that could be an option too. It could be, but I think like a lot of times if you win a title and then all of a sudden that means these guys are gonna have to play the ball, play probably play better. He gets that chip, and then you start thinking, 
well, I just want a chip. Let me get that. Let me, and, and I can get the most money here. You know what I mean? To me, it could go, it could backfire because you don't want him. See, that's what I'm saying. They don't want, they, they want the Sixers to think, nah, you don't want him to, you don't want us to turn it around. If we right. turn it around, then he's not going to want to go there. So if you want him, you better give us Maxi. How much do you guys want to win a championship with him and Joel? Because if he stays, oh, he ain't coming. But again, it's all mind games and like stuff like this. We'll figure it out. Well, we'll get figured out typically at the 11th hour. But I'm right. with you, man. I keep going back and forth. I think that, you know, I spoke to a source yesterday who told me they're not trying to do anything until the draft, the Sixers. Yeah, so, that's just yeah. the vibe I get. Yeah. So, so that's, so, so that's where we are. They said they're not trying to do anything until the draft. So that's where we are. Yeah, that that's just kind of just reading the tea leaves, being around the team, the vibe, just like everything that like we know. And I just I don't see a deal getting done by Thursday. I can just see it going into the offseason. And obviously a James Harden deal will be centered around Ben Simmons on Philadelphia's standpoint. And we will get into more Ben Simmons content coming up. Uh, after this, after we hear from TurboTax. People think unusual circumstances mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live experts, that's what makes things interesting. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. They help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. And you can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving your house. TurboTax Live experts are here to help you however you need, and if you need an extra hand, hand your taxes off to them, and they'll do it all for you. The TurboTax Live Experts and Interesting Life can mean an even greater refund. Visit TurboTax.com to learn more. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. Into it, TurboTax Live. Thank you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen. The NBA trade deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and Locked On NBA will be covering it live from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd, and NBA veteran Antonio Daniels and get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. Okay, Keith, so Joel Embiid hopped on uh, 97.5 The Fanatic on Monday afternoon with the Mike Missinelli show. And Joel was asked about the Ben Simmons saga. And he was asked about the Harden trades, you know, the whole nine yards. And, 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 you know, Joel kind of gave some, um, some big comments, but, you know, we talked about it before we even hopped on here. It is kind of the same thing Joel said in the preseason, you know, like in training camp and the preseason and everything like, Oh, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, if he were to come back, I, I want to win. We all know he's better, uh, like, you know, with us. We, we're a better team when we have him on the floor with us. So, you know, just it, it was basically the same comments he was made in the preseason. But there, there was one comment to me, Keith, that um, that stuck out a little bit. And Joel was asked if Ben was acting unreasonable. And he said, definitely, definitely. You know, like, you know, when you're not playing well, you need to be better. You know, that's kind of like along the lines of what he said. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. I mean, I get it. And and, and, he, and he can, you know, it's, it's weird because, you know, it, it's weird. Like, Ben is just a different dude, man. Like, he's just different. Like, him and Joel are bit built differently. And um, 
I mean, I think it's easy in this instance to come down hard on Ben. Like, if it was me, I, I wouldn't do it. Like, if it was me, it's been many times where, you know, things haven't gone well, and I'm like, all right, man, I gotta suck it up. Like, and but at the same time, you know, I know people saying, you know, he's losing a lot of money, but he's also made a lot of money. And the money that he made, if he's like broke now off all those millions he's made, then he's always going to be broke, right? Yep. So, uh, so my thing is, we all know who Ben is. It's all about principle with him. Like, Ben is that type of guy. He feels a certain way. He stands for it. Um, and 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 he'll stand for it. And he won't. He won't like like budge, so to speak. He's he's really stubborn. So, I get it. But the guy wants to be traded. Now, some people may argue about his tactics, the way he went about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But at the end of the day, he still he he always wanted to be traded. He wanted to hold out. Um, it's unprecedented. But you know, it, it, it's weird. Like I I don't know if I I just don't know like how I would. I mean, I know how I would react, but I don't. I, I talking to him and dealing with him in the past, he just seems like a different dude. And and Joel could say what he says, and I respect that. And a lot of people think he's right. And I think Joel is right to a certain extent. But as I keep going back to say, this stuff happened almost a year ago. Yeah. Right. And maybe Ben regrets it. But at the same time, it's like we keep talking about something that happened a year ago, like instead of right. advancing. Right. Right. That, that can get frustrating. I mean, for me, and and yeah, Ben definitely is a different dude, Keith. Like, like you know, he's definitely not the type that's like, you know, gonna be all like rah rah or anything. Um, he's just he he's a laid back go goes about his business type of dude, you know. And you know, me dealing with him, I've kind of gotten that same um, you know, vibe whenever he's done interviews and you know media and stuff like that. So, I, I totally agree with you, but I'm kind of. Again, I'm kind of on Joel's. I kind of, I shouldn't say on Joel's side here because that that's that that's not the right terminology. What I'm saying is, I think Joel is more right than Ben is right. If that makes sense, like, sure, Ben wants wants out, and that's totally fine. Like, if you want to trade, go ahead. I mean, like, do what you got to do. But it just it really just kind of seems like all of this just seems a little. Uh, it's, it's just a little unreasonable to me from my standpoint, but then again, I'm looking at it from like an outside view type of thing. If that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not in there like behind the scenes and whatnot. So it's just, uh, this is where I kind of like lean more towards what Joel says more than anything. Yeah. But you know what? There's two ways of looking at it. And, and to me, it's kind of sort of like, there's two ways. Um, like for instance, so the play was to hold out, get traded right you know like like today you know you look back at it and you say okay so they could have had a trade with the spurs but then they asked it for three first round draft picks right it, they, they could have had a trade with golden state but then they asked it for four first round draft picks so when you look at it it's kind of like one of those things where yes you can argue that some people don't like ben's approach and there's a tactic to it but, but at the same time, you look at it and say, well, here's a guy who's struggling to shoot in the playoffs. 
and y'all talking about y'all want to uh, get the farm for some dude who was struggling to shoot in the playoffs because he was a three-time All-Star, right? So you look at it, in my opinion, is I think both of them was wrong. And then here's the thing about Ben, like, we all argue about Ben. And again, you know, I, I get what people are saying, but if the 76ers were winning, and if they were number one in the East and stuff like that, and I know they're a game and a half out, but if this team was dominant, they wouldn't care if Ben was here or not. They they wouldn't care. It would be more one of those, like, you know what? Hey, that's on him. If he want to miss out his money, that's on him. You, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's like, and, and I guess what Ben feels like is, you know, why am I going to come back somewhere just to help y'all out? But I don't want to be here. Now, again, is this the way that most people do it or the way that I would do it? No. But at the same time, I don't know what's going through his head. I'm going to be real. I just don't. And and and, and secondly, it's kind of like it's one of those where, yeah, you come here, you suck it up. Now, the one thing that Joel did say is, like, he said, I didn't throw him under the bus. He kind of threw him under the bus. He definitely right? did. He, he, he threw him under the bus. Doc threw him under the bus. Right. Yeah. Um, Daryl, you know, has been making it known that he wanted to get traded, that he wanted to trade him. And I think that Ben just messed up. So, like, my thing is, Ben right now is an easy target. Easy. Very much so. So, it's, it's easy to, like, you know, say what you got to say about that guy. But again, would I have done it? No. But at the same time, I, I find understand. it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe if they were, if the Sixers had a record like the Phoenix Suns, if people would be, uh, uh, lack of a better word, being, I don't know if we could say that word on here, but being about, <laughs> B-I-N-G, right, in, uh, about, about Ben Simmons uh, not playing. <laughs> because look, at the end of the day, he's the one that's forfeiting all that money. All right. But now, real quick, because we, we got to transition to the next segment, but I'm going to ask you this question. If, if you're the Sixers and you make this trade with Simmons going to Brooklyn for James Harden and you think about a potential big three in Brooklyn of Ben Simmons, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant, are you scared of that big three in Brooklyn because of what? Because of Ben's skill set? Hell yeah. To the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> you know that thing where they got this? Hell no, nah, yeah, nah, nah, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah dude, I am, I am. I would because, be too, like, absolutely. Because like you look at the problem now in Brooklyn, you know James Harden. So James Harden is a is a lethal scorer, right? Leading the NBA in scoring. So now he has to go to this team and he has to play third fiddle. We talked about this before. This is KD's team, mm -hmm. and then and then uh, Kyrie saying, "Nah, I want to play the I want to play off the ball. I want to be the shooting guard." So Harden is has to do, you know, be run the offense. He and then when he dribbles too much, they're complaining because he's dribbling too much, right? So the deal is, if you take Ben Simmons there, a motivated Ben Simmons, and then you look at him and like all he's going to do is be the facilitator. We all know he ain't trying to take the shots, right? But he's going right. to he's going to be the facilitator, and then he loves defending, locking down one through five. Yep. Yeah, that's a scary team. Yeah, I would, I, would I would definitely. You see how long it's going to be, too? Yeah. How long they were? yeah. That's going to be a scary team for sure. Like, if this trade happens, either at the deadline or in the offseason, it's going to be a scary thought. 
For sure, especially when you're in the same division as them. You got to face them four times a year and then possibly in the playoffs. Definitely a tough – that would be a, definitely a, a tough big three. All right, coming up next, we're going to be talking about a huge matchup with the Phoenix Suns. The defending Western Conference champions invade Wells Fargo Center tonight. But first, we're going to hear from Bet Online. There might be less football being played, but BetOnline.net has way more odds and info for this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, Keith. So Sixers, they had a one-on-one road trip. They fell to the Dallas Mavericks. They bounced back with a big win over the Chicago Bulls. Joel Embiid had 40 points in that one. DeMar DeRozan at 45 for Chicago. Big game. Uh, Sixers needed it. Now they have a, the uh, the tiebreaker over the Chicago Bulls when it comes to the uh, Eastern Conference standings and, and holding any tiebreakers at the end of the year. So now, Keith, they got a big matchup with Phoenix. Chris Paul, Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, Jay Crowder, Macal Bridges. That's a damn good starting five. And the Suns have been kicking the crap out of teams, Keith. I mean, they, they're coming off a game against uh, the Washington Wizards, where I think they led the Wizards by as many as uh, 39 is, is the number I think I saw. So, uh, or something, or something around that, that number. So, Keith, um, what are what, what is kind of like your big, but what's the big matchup you're looking forward to in this matchup with Phoenix? Oh, man, that's a, well, I mean, I think the one that people are going to want to really pay attention to is Andre Ayton against Joel Embiid. Right. You know what I mean? But the real matchup to me, and I don't even know, wow, the real, I mean, there's so many great matchups, the, but the real matchup is, is going to be Devin Booker against Matisse. Yeah. Can Matisse guard him? Now, a lot of people are going to talk about uh, Chris Paul against um, Maxi, right? But I think in order for the in order for the Sixers to have any opportunity any, any chance of winning, I think Matisse is going to have to have one of his best defensive performances against Booker. Now, my question to you is: What which matchup do you do you think? For for me, Keith, it's going to be they got to find a way to lock down both guys, right? I mean, I, which is pretty much easier said than done. And and this is where you know the absence of Ben kind of hurts the most because um, I think the Sixers end up losing both games to Phoenix last season, if I'm not mistaken, but it definitely helped that the Sixers were able to just kind of throw Matisse on one guy and Ben on the other. And this time they don't really have that. So in this situation, Doc Rivers has to make a decision. Like, are you going to put Matisse on Chris Paul or are you going to put Matisse on Devin Booker? Um, If he can even play, Uh, I believe when I looked on the injury report, he was questionable with the shoulder injury. So if he can even play, um, you know, you got to put Matisse on one of those guys, Keith, but then who's guarding Chris Paul? Like, are you going to put Tyrese Maxey on Chris Paul? Are you going to put, mm-hmm. are you going to put Seth Curry on Chris Paul? I'm, I mean, like, you know, like there's a lot of, there, there's some question marks that you're going to have to do there. And, and Booker is known to cook the Sixers every time he matches up with them. Yeah, but he didn't, he didn't, the thing is he didn't cook the Sixers when Matisse was on them last year. Oh, this that's is the crazy. one thing. Yeah, you know, that's the one thing. 
Um, uh, so, so that's my thing. But yeah, it's a tough one. But you know, here's the crazy thing about the Sixers, and people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this. I'm not counting the Sixers out of this game because Neither am if I. we know if we know anything about the Sixers, they they know how to rise fool the you. And well, well and, and sometimes they 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 low they they they, they play down to the opponent too. Yeah. Right. So 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 my thing is what I'm saying is. It's like right now everybody's thinking the Sixers are going to get whipped, right? Uh, Phoenix is playing on a, on the second game of a back to back. You know, like you said, Booker, you don't know what his status is going to be, right? So you just don't know what's going to happen with this team. I mean, you right. just don't know what's going to happen with this game. So it's going to be a good one, that's for sure, though. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Um, you know, you know, I, I think the biggest thing is going to be Joel. Um, you know, Joel has definitely got to uh, got to win that matchup with DeAndre Ayton. And I know you just mentioned it, but in order for Joel to, um, you know, do anything, he's got to he's, he's gotta really impose his will. For the Sixers to have a chance in this game, they need Joel to look at DeAndre Ayton the way he looked at Nikola Vucevic on Sunday and go to work against him. Now, granted, Ayton is a better defender, than Vucevic and you know he's got the size to be able to match up with Joel a little bit better um but no it's it's gonna be it's definitely gonna be a a tough matchup man and you know I just I don't understand I I just don't know how the Sixers are going to guard both Paul and Booker like that would be that that's the biggest concern for me because you got Matisse on Booker but then you got to worry about Paul and you know if you go if you're gonna put Tyrese on him it's gonna be a long night yeah, yeah, it is. It is. But you know what? Um, I, I, it's hard because you want to say you want to see Tyrese get out and run and transition and, and do things like that. But they they seem to be athletic enough to where they can keep up. Now, maybe Chris can't, but right, um, right. they just seem athletic enough to keep up. Um, it's funny. We always talk about Maxi, about how he's vital to their success. You know, but the one guy I think that needs to really show up too is is going to have to be um, Seth Curry. I mean, he's going to have to knock down some shots and open things up, create things for uh, opponents. You know, I mean, that's the thing. And and Furkan, like, come on, man, Furkan's going to have to be consistent. Sometimes, you know, Furkan, when he's on, he's on fire. Him and um, uh, George Niang, the Sixers, fairly do well. So do fairly well. So. You know, I, I think that these are guys that really have to step up. But, you know, son-in-law, as I like to call him, Seth Curry, I, I think that um, he, he really needs to, um, to have a big game for them to win. Yeah, you, and you know, you, you talk about Seth. Over his last six games, Keith, he's only shooting 28.1% from deep. You know, he was, he was 0 for 2 from deep in the MLK Day game against Washington. He was 1 for 4 from deep the next night against Orlando. Um, two for seven against Sacramento. That was his return from the ankle issue. He was one for eight from deep against Memphis. Um, he missed the game with the back injury, but then he shot three for six from deep against Dallas and two for five against Chicago. So, I mean, Seth has been dealing with a lot of injuries. Maybe that has really contributed to the overall just inconsistencies with him. Um, Cause even on the season, Keith, he's, he's shooting 40.6% from deep and, and normally you'd be like, oh, wow, 40.6% is, is good. But he shot 45% last year. 
So if there's if there's one guy other than Joel who needs to get it going, I agree with you. It's definitely Seth Curry because without him, Keith, they don't really have that consistent knockdown three point shooter around Joel. Question for you: How much do you think his shooting percentage is going down with not having been? Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> like a lot. You know, you could say the same thing. You know, we talked about it with Tobias as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, Seth misses him too. And, and, and that's what, what we kind of got into in the last segment. Um, if, if Ben Simmons goes to Brooklyn in, in this Harden deal and, and you put Ben with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, like, my God, um, that, that, that's, that's going to be extremely tough to, to stop um, just with the way Ben Simmons is, you know, the elite defender and the way he uh, just he doesn't want to even shoot the ball. He wants to give the ball to Katie and Kyrie and just gets out, get out of the way. So, yeah, that, it's, it's, it's going to be a little scary. Yeah, it is. It is. We'll see. We'll see. See what yeah. your 76ers can do. It's like, only joke. I'm messing with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely going to be interesting to see how the Sixers can handle um, Phoenix, man. It's, it's going to be going to be a little bit of a test. Now, Keith, uh, I, I guess like what, one last thing before uh, we wrap it up today. So this team, we're 53 games into the year. Tonight will be 54. Um, are you surprised that they're 32 and 21 on the year? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, a little bit when you look at the roster and all that stuff. Like, I don't think anybody could have imagined that Joel was going to have a monster season like this. I mean, you you expect him to have an, another all-star type season, but <laughs> – Right. This dude is like looking like one of the all time greats, you know, right. so he's carrying them. And when you also factor in that Tobias has been inconsistent, um, you know, the good thing is I don't think anyone also expected Maxi to develop the way he has. No. But then, at, but then at the same time, Seth has been inconsistent. Matisse has been inconsistent. And Danny Green has had a hard time staying healthy. Yep. So when yep. you factor that in, like, oh, yeah, it's like I I don't know if anyone expected them to be this good. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been surprising. The fact that they're a game and a half out um, for the number one seed in the East, just with, with everything that's been going on, I mean, give give that team a lot of credit. Thanks for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on bets hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So for the OG Keith Pompey of the Philadelphia Inquirer, I'm Kai Carlin of Sixers Wire. We're out. See you guys next time on Locked on 76ers. But hey, y'all, before we go, I got to say something. So I want y'all to do my man a solid. Kai is like a hard worker, and I'm sorry for prolonging this, Kai. But my man Kai is a hard worker. Y'all need to follow my man on Twitter. Y'all need to follow him on Twitter. So, Kai, before we get out of here, I want you to tell everybody your Twitter handle so they can, so my man can get some follows. I appreciate you, Keith. Everybody, it's Kai underscore Carlin. That's Kai, K-Y underscore Carlin, C-A-R-L-I-N. So make sure. I, you know, I, I would definitely appreciate the follows. So, you know, Keith, I appreciate you doing that for me. You know, OG. The boy trying to be nice, man. Do yourself a favor <laughs> and follow my man, Kai Carlin. I'm telling you, do yourself a favor. He's like, I'll give it. Nah, 
Follow the dude. Follow him. <laughs> Listen, I, I appreciate you, OG. I definitely do. I just, you know, I would appreciate it. That's all. Hit me, hit me with a follow. Hit me with a follow. Anyway, we're out. We'll see you guys next time on Locked On 76ers. Deuces.